Hey, faithful listener, welcome to season six of the Bible Explained podcast, the podcast where the Bible gets explained. So grab your cup of coffee and enjoy today's discussion from the book of Judges. Good morning, friends and faithful listeners, and happy Monday. It's really awesome that you guys are starting out your week by listening to some scripture. It's like the best way to start your week, I think, and start the day as well. So today we're going to be reading Judges chapter 18, verses 22 through 31. And today's portion of scripture is very sad. It's very sad, but it it shows a few things. And so we'll get into that. So make sure to grab your cup of seven weeks coffee on this lovely fall morning or your cup of tea for you crazy tea drinkers out there. And also make sure to grab your Bible out of the version that you prefer. But I'll be reading out of the W.E.B. When they were a good way from the house of Micah, the men who were in the houses near Micah's house gathered together and overtook the children of Dan. As they called to the children of Dan, they turned their faces and said to Micah, What ails you, that you come with such a company? He said, You have taken away my gods which I made, and my priest, and have gone away. What more do I have? How can you ask me what ails you? The children of Dan said to him, Don't let your voice be heard among us lest angry fellows fall on you and you lose your life with the lives of your household. The children of Dan went their way. And when Micah saw that they were too strong for him, he turned and went back to his house. They took that which Micah had made and the priest whom he had and came to Laish to a people quiet and unsuspecting and struck them with the edge of the sword. Then they burned the city with fire. There was no deliverer because it was far from Sidon. And they had no dealings with anyone else. And it was in the valley that lies by Beth Rehob. They called the name of that city Dan, after the name of Dan their father, who was born to Israel. However, the name of the city used to be Laish. The children of Dan set up for themselves the engraved image. And Jonathan, the son of Gershom, the son of Moses, and his sons were priests to the tribe of the Danites, until the day of the captivity of the land. So they set up for themselves Micah's engraved image which he had made. And it remained all the time that God's house was in Shiloh. I'm guessing you can see now why I called this portion very sad. There's just a lot of sad things going on here. The first one being Micah. So remember Micah, he was the guy with the temple of gods in his backyard. And he also had this priest who was a Levite who he basically adopted as his own son. But this priest, when he had a better offer... He totally abandoned and betrayed Micah, even though Micah really had a bond with this young man. This young Levite didn't have a bond with Micah. So he helped steal Micah's gods out of that backyard temple and went with the Danites. So that's the first thing that's that's pretty sad, just the betrayal of Micah. And then the second thing is how awful the Danites are being. Just in general, first and foremost, they didn't take the land God told them to take. They decided to go north and attack this group of people, this unsuspecting group of people, and take their land. And you can see how scripture words this, that this is not a good thing. And you are supposed to feel sympathetic towards these people of Laish. So that's the second thing that's that's pretty sad here. The third thing is that Micah's sin, the original sin of stealing that huge sum of money from his mom had such terrible consequences for all of Israel. Like one man 
caused this much destruction, basically. So we'll get into all of that. But in verse 22, it's talking about how after the Levite, who was the priest of Micah, leaves with all of Micah's uh, temple gods and betrays Micah, he starts traveling along. And so Micah catches wind of what had happened, that his temple got stolen from and that his priest had left him. And so obviously Micah is very unhappy. So it says here in verse 22, when the Danites were a good ways away from Micah's house, the men who were near the houses of Micah and also probably Micah's servants and whoever else Micah had living with him, because Micah, it seems like was a very well off individual. Like it seems like he had a lot of money. He gets this group of men together to go and fight the Danites to try to get the temple gods back that the Levite had stolen and also the Levite priest. He wanted his priest back, his son, basically, that he had adopted. So Micah gets a big group of men to go with him and try to fight the Danites. But as you recall from last week's episode, the Danites positioned themselves so that all the fighting men were in the back. The women and children were in the front along with all the sheep and the goods and probably the Levite priest and everything. So when Micah's much littler army goes to try to attack the Danites to get his stuff back, the Danites would be in the back and Micah wouldn't be able to overtake them because I believe there was 600 fighting men of the Danites, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think it says 600. So basically the 600 armed men of the Danites are in the back waiting for Micah to try to like, you know, uh, confront them. And that's exactly what Micah did. So Micah goes to try to get his gods back and his Levite priest back. He calls out to the Danites and he's like, hey, you know, give me my stuff back. And so the Danites respond, what ails you that you have come with such a company? <laughs> of course they know. Of course they know. But they they're just trying to start a fight here. And so Micah says, you have taken away my gods, which I made. And the priest and have gone away. What more do I have? How can you ask me what ails you? So you can see the irony in this. You know, if these little gods that Micah had made were truly gods, don't you think that they would be able to protect themselves like these little G gods? If your god or your idol needs protection by you, needs you to protect it, I can tell you 100% that that object is not a real god. I can just tell you that straight out. So Micah clearly needed to protect his gods. And there's some irony in that because these are the things that he's worshiping and asking for blessings from. But yet they're so weak, they can't do anything for themselves that Micah has to protect them. So don't you see how ridiculous it is to for somebody to bow down to something that they have to protect? When you think of a God or when you think of God in general, God certainly doesn't need your protection. Yahweh God is so big, he protects you. And so he's the only one that you should be worshiping because he's truly the only one that can give you blessings, that can give you protection, that can give you life, that can give you literally anything at all, your next breath. So anything that you are worshiping that is fragile or that you have to protect is not a true God. So Micah is like, you've taken my gods away, which I made and my priests have gone away. What more do I have? How can you ask me what ails you now? In some ways, I suppose I feel slightly sympathetic towards Micah only because of the betrayal he felt with that young Levite 
So he was fully betrayed. And so I, I guess I feel bad for Micah in that sense. But in general, had Micah not made little idols out of his money and he had just kept that money or helped other people with it or did something else, anything else with it, he probably wouldn't have had this happen to him. You know, he kind of caused this himself in a lot of ways. So the children of Dan said to him, don't let your voice be heard among us, lest angry fellows fall on you and you lose your life with the lives of your household. So the Danites threaten him. You know, this is all old English, but they're just like, you better shut up or we're going to kill you and we're going to kill your entire house as well. So you better leave. And this is the end of Micah's story. This is it. This is all we hear of this guy. We're first introduced to him because he's a thief who stole from his own mother. And now we see him just not exactly come to ruin, but he's forced to give up these idols that he held so dear. And now he just has to return home without any idols. And we don't know anything more about him. We don't know if he started worshiping Yahweh. We don't know what happened. It kind of just, his story just ends. So there's a mystery there of what happened to Micah after all of this. So now it says in verses 26 through 31 that the Danites went on their way. So after their confrontation with Micah that they expected to happen, they just keep traveling along and Micah leaves and that's the end of Micah. And so it says that um, they took the idols that Micah had made and the priest whom he had and came to Laish to a people quiet and unsuspecting. So you can see here that the the author of Judges is trying to get you to have sympathy for the people of Laish because multiple times in this chapter, the people of Laish are called unsuspecting, quiet. Uh, they don't rock the boat. They're not trying to do anything except live their own lives. And so you're supposed to feel sympathy for these people, but the Danites just go and massacre them because they want that land. And that's never good. And God told the Israelites to not do that. He said specifically in the Old Testament, do not expand your borders. Take only the land that I tell you to take. But once you're done taking that land, you are not to expand your borders. So God was very clear about that from the very beginning. And, you know, this is a very hot button topic right now. You know, the whole thing with colonization. So I'll just put my two cents in with that. I do not think it's good for a group of people or a government to go into another nation to try to take that nation's land. Whether they want the resources, whether they want the land itself, whether they want the people there, I don't know. I do not think it's good for another nation to take land from other people. But when it comes to this whole idea of colonization and how we need to, you know, destroy the people who colonized a country 500 years ago or something like that, I think that that is very, very wrong and misguided because in scripture it says you do not punish the children for what the parents did. So it's very wrong and I believe very sinful to go in and say we need to decolonize and kill people because 200 years prior, you know, our ancestors owned this land. And so we need to take it back. To me, it's the exact same thing as colonization. <laughs> You're going in and killing people so that you can take that land. It, whether or not you claim that that land once belonged to your ancestors or whatever, it's the same thing. So that is why I am against decolonization. 
that was kind of a rabbit trail. But I'm also against what the Danites did here and anybody else that goes in to take land that does not belong to them, especially when the Danites did have a place to go. They had a place to go and they didn't go to that place. Instead, they took this place, this Laish. And so it says here, uh, there was no deliverer for the people of Laish because it was far from Sidon or Sidon and they had no dealings with anyone else. And it was in the valley that lies by Beth Rehob. And so that shows again how it is very important for us to not be just independent like these people of Laish were. Though independence can be a good thing, it starts becoming a bad thing when you don't allow other people to help you or you you don't maintain friendships with anybody, just as these people of Laish didn't maintain any friendships with any other neighboring peoples. They just were independent. They stayed by themselves. They did their own thing and didn't uh, think about the danger that that might cause them. That is why it is good for us to maintain friendships with other people, because in times of need, you're going to have friends. And that is very clearly laid out in scripture multiple times that you should have friends because when the time of need comes, you can help them and they can help you. But Laish didn't do that, unfortunately. And Dan goes in, totally destroys the city and everybody in it, and then rebuilt the city. And it says, they named the city Dan after the name of Dan, their father, who was born to Israel. However, the name of that city used to be called Laish. So I like that the author here maintains the name of that city, saying that, yes, it is called Dan now, but it used to be called Laish. Just maintaining some history there and showing the horrific thing that the tribe of Dan really did. Now, this is all prophecy coming true, by the way. If we go back to Genesis chapter 49, we see Jacob, the patriarch of the, the tribes of Israel, right? Blessing or cursing his 12 sons. Now, one of Jacob's sons, obviously, was Dan, who became the tribe of Dan. So here's what Jacob said to Dan in Genesis 49, verses 17 and 18. Dan will be like a snake by the roadside, a viper along the path that bites the horse's heels so that its rider tumbles backward. I look for your deliverance, Lord. So that's not a good thing, <laughs> what Jacob said to his son there. And then right after that, he says, I look to your deliverance, Lord. Also, when Moses later on blessed the tribes, he mentioned something about Dan, I think, being a ferocious lion. And that also wasn't mentioned as a, a good thing either. Dan by Jacob and Moses was called ferocious, basically, by both of them. And Judges 18 is a fulfillment of that prophecy. Dan going in and attacking and unsuspecting people being ferocious, like a lion or like a viper along the path that attacks an unsuspecting person that's on a horse so that the rider falls backwards. It's just amazing how this prophecy, hundreds and hundreds probably close to like a thousand years later, comes true. So now it says Dan takes the city and builds it as their own, calls it Dan, and they set for themselves the engraved image and also this man named Jonathan, who was the son of Gershom, the son of Moses, 
and his sons were priests to the tribe of the Danites until the day of the captivity of the land. So that shows right here that the tribe of Dan took Micah's idols and made them their own and worshiped these idols that Micah had made. Now, Micah's original sin of stealing that money from his mother had huge consequences, not just for himself, but for the entire tribe of Israel. So Dan starts worshiping these idols that they stole, (laughs) which, by the way, once again, going back to the irony of that, if you can steal somebody else's idol, like steal it from them and that idol can't defend itself, why why would you worship it, you know? But that's what the Danites did. They worshipped Micah's idols. They set up the engraved image which he made. And it remained all the time that God's house was in Shiloh. That's just a sad, sad statement. Dan created their own religion apart from Yahweh. Completely remade everything. It says that they set up their own priests. This guy named Jonathan. It says that they built this temple and set up these idols, all while Shiloh held the true temple of Yahweh. But the Danites didn't listen to that, didn't care about that, and obviously didn't travel to Shiloh every year to worship God. Instead, they stayed where they were and worshipped their own false idols that they stole from somebody else. And what's very sad is all of this remained in Dan until the Babylonians, hundreds of years after this, come in and basically destroy all of Israel. Dan never, ever stopped worshiping these idols. They never turned to Yahweh, not once. So that shows the uh, prophecy of Dan coming true. That shows that one person's sin has consequences way beyond that sometimes. So that's why we need to be very careful. And this portion of scripture also shows that if we have to protect the things we are worshiping, they are not worthy of worship. Well, faithful listeners, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I hope it made you think. And if it did, contact me and tell me what you thought about the episode or write a review on Apple Podcasts. I'm so thankful for your guys' reviews already. They're absolutely amazing. So I appreciate every single one of you. And uh, check out all the links in the description of this podcast episode. Go over to the Facebook page. You can follow me over there. I do quite a few posts every week. And sometimes I give you guys updates over on Facebook. So I highly recommend going over to Facebook and following me there as well. Faithful listeners, I will see you tomorrow for an episode out of Acts. And until then, happy listening and God bless. Thank you.